Hey, this is Christian Potenza, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack, XM Radio. <laughs> Life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, look who's back. It's me. I'm gone for a week, but now I'm back, motherfuckers. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, a no-holds-barred talk show talking about events of the news, pop culture, and the state of Canadian stand-up comedy. We are coming you... <laughs> Fuck, I almost had it. You almost had it there, we Dave. Are, we are coming to you like we do every single week here yes, from the XM week. Studios in Toronto. Uh, beside me now is Mr. Darren Frost. We uh, are uh, missing Kathleen McGee this week, sadly. Unfortunately. Put your Vaseline away. Listeners, yep, we'll get no no uh, fan mail for this week because our only fan mail we get is for Kathleen McGee. You can still want to bone her though, but you know, yes, but knowing that week. she's not actually going to be here this week, screeching at me, yeah. or Darren. But next week she'll be here and she'll be bringing two female co-hosts. Oh so my. it'll be an all lesbian affair. God, it is just going to be drenched with estrogen around this fucking place. Exactly, really. it's going to be a crazy chick takeover. Yep. Now who? It's going to be like Deborah DiGiovanni. I think so. I don't know who she's bringing. Oh, in. I think it's going to be like Deborah DiGiovanni yeah. and. And Nikki Payne, so it's just going to be a. Yeah. It's going to be like the View. It's going to be the View with dick jokes <laughs> next week. It's going to be hot topics, That's right. and it's going to be all screaming That's cock right. talk. That's right. It's going to be the View. I'm I'm scared to know which one's Barbara Walters and oh, which one's Star be, Jones. Oh, and, it's going to be all who's cute and pussies and tits and all that. Oh, oh right. nice. No, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be a chick takeover. But this oh, week, of it's, course, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm back, and Darren's here. And uh, go ahead, Darren. Yeah, would, would, uh, I had a nice little Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and uh, our American friends, just so you know, Canada celebrates Thanksgiving on a different weekend. So I had a little bit of turkey, went up to the in-laws, and Dave just flew back from his big trip to jolly old England. Yeah, I was over in uh, I was over in Britain for two weeks. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I did uh, a couple of shows there in Leeds, which uh, I don't know much about other than it's, uh, rainy. Yeah, and uh, I saw two fights in Leeds. Uh, in uh, in the middle of the street. Sounds like you saw England. That's yep. just about it. Yeah, and uh, uh, they were both uh, and both yeah both fights had the exact same dialogue. They both started off with "I thought we was mates," <laughs> and then they just started wailing on each oh, other. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it was awesome. I they don't it. have guns, but they have fists. Oh, yep. they got they got fists fists ablazing over oh, yeah. there, and they just love wailing them about and smacking them against each other's faces. Uh, and, uh, then I kind of, I saw a couple of, uh, cool comedy shows when I was in London. Uh, I went out with a friend of the show, Mike Wilmot, to yep. a couple of his, uh, uh, shows that he did. Um, and I went, uh, with, uh, Ron Vaudry and I opened up for him in, uh, Cambridge. 
Um, the one thing that I got to say is that we don't have that that the, they have over there that uh, we don't have over here. They'll have like a host or a compare that they call, and it will go on, and he'll do like uh, maybe about ten, fifteen minutes, and yep. they'll bring on an opening act that'll do about uh, twenty to f- well, no, they'll he'll do about uh, ten to fifteen or something like that, and then they'll have a break, and people get up and they go get their drinks because the bar is not open. You know, oddly enough, uh, comedy clubs are uh, not just places to sell booze over in right. England. Yeah. Uh, the the bars close while the show's on. So when there's a break, people get up, go get their drinks, and then they go back to their seats. And they have a remarkable attention span yep. that I've been told by other Canadian comics. And I noticed that myself when I was over there. Um and then they'll have another show. Then they'll have uh, then the second half of the show will start, and the compare will go on, do another some more time, and then they'll have another act will come on and do maybe about uh, twenty to fifteen, and then they'll have another break, and then they'll have uh, the compare will come back on, do ten minutes, and the headliner and headliners over there only do about twenty to twenty five minutes, right? Um, and then that'll be the show. So it's not even just one show; it just almost seems like three separate shows, right? Now, if, I think if we did that over here, like after the you know first break, we'd have to go out in the parking lot and then. T- try to wrangle what audience was there. Well, the, re- and, the and reason for that is because we're used to it already one way, right. and they're, they've always done it that way. Yeah. So they first of all, in Britain, they're already programmed to go out way more than we are. Right. They don't have big houses like we do. I'm not saying they're less fortunate, but they just the way they built their houses back then. They were very small. They're they're a society where they go out drinking all the time. They so go to the local pub bar, culture, yeah. the pub culture. So they're already going out. So therefore, when you compare it to here, you've got to force people to come out. They're already going out somewhere, and they want to drink. So you have to build that into the show. Now there was one show that I saw. Now I mean, like one thing now to whether you're an American comic going over to Britain or you're a Canadian comic that wants to go over to Britain. And one thing that I I did I would say. Tell people is you know there's certain words that you will have to like change around so people don't so audiences don't have that mental hiccup that he was right. like oh well he said he said pants when he meant to say underwear or or he said underwear when he said meant to say pants or something like shit like that um, you know he said elevator instead of lift crap like that uh, but I don't think I don't think uh, audiences in Britain. They like it when you come over and you notice something about their country that they've that that you that, that they've, is different. that's different. Right. But they don't give a shit when you compare it to something that you have in your own country. Right. Like if I was going to go over and say, "Hey, it's crazy. You guys got this." Uh, but in my country, we have, and then at that point, they're like, oh, "We don't fucking care what you have in right. your country." You know, go back home, cunt. Exactly. Yeah. And. But I did. Uh, I was at a show. It was um, it was a show at uh, the Up the Creek venue, which I think on like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays they're more like traditional comedy yep. clubs. And but after the show, you know, they it turns into a dance club, right? And then you know they move the tables and chairs around and stuff. But then on, I was there on the Sunday night where it's more of a really underground. They don't. It's not in the Time Out magazines. I don't think it's even on the their website at Up the Creek. But it's a very sort of underground sort of Twitter and Facebook, you know advertised show and that was really really fucking cool it was probably the, one of the best shows not even quality so much but just the the vibe of the show itself like how many people were there to um, see it to see it there was probably about uh i think the room fit me like 400 375 Jeez. and it was there was that many people there it was on an unadvertised show unadvertised sunday night show Jesus. And they've been doing it for a little while, but right. it's but it's very much sort of like, hey, this isn't this cool that we're all here and no one right. fucking knows about it. Right. Mike Wilmot was headlining that night, and um, they were actually and I don't know if I do this on the regular nights, but they had like a band, 
like a sort of a maybe like a like a five, four or five piece little right. jazz band off to the side of the stage, and they would play during the show. Yep. I mean, between during the breaks, yeah. and then when the second half of the show or when the next part of the show would start, uh, the band would clear away, and then the so. But in the middle part of that show, um, I mean, I think in the you know it's a place for sort of professional comics to come and try characters or just new shit and stuff like right. that. But in the uh, second uh, part of the show, um, they had four comics in a row come on and just do like seven minutes, which is kind of not – they don't. I don't think that happens that often. Yeah, very often, right. But uh, during that part, uh, I think I saw the most cliché way that uh, any British comic could start off a show. And I think I was probably the only person that found it funny. But he, he got up on stage and he said, uh, all right then, how many people out there love their mom? And it was, I just thought it was so fucking funny. I'm just right. like, do you, and I, you know, it just sounded so, you know, it just sounded so fucking British. So chim- corn, chimmery, yeah. yeah, British cornball shit. But yeah. I, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a great vacation, and I, I'm looking forward to going back again. Now, did you see? Obviously, you saw a lot of bad comedy. We already talked about. Oh that. right, and bad comedy is fucking universal. Whether right. you know, whether you're hearing someone go, uh, "All right, can't remember my next joke," or you're hearing <laughs> some a Canadian guy going or American guy going. Oh man, I I can't remember what my next joke is. Right. Hey, but so there's shit comedy is universal. But you also saw some great stuff. You mentioned uh, Frankie Boyle. Uh, well, actually, I got, I got a DVD of Frankie Boyle before right. uh, I went over there. And if you get a chance, hilarious Scottish comic that has gotten into a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does some really raunchy jokes. Um, uh, but he's very much a, a joke-driven act. But um, I got to see uh, Steve Merchant, the creator of The Office yep. and uh, Extras, doing sort of a, a one-man show called uh, Work in Progress, which uh, was really, really funny. Very funny show. Uh, saw a lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit, but uh, looking forward to going back. And Frankie Boyle's uh, tour is like pretty large theaters in Britain, and his opening act is Canadian Craig Campbell, who's a... I'm a big fan of. I know you are too. Yeah, I am too. And, and what's cool is that that both Frankie Boyle, who's very joke driven, um, and uh, Craig Campbell's more of a storyteller. Yep. Um, and, I, and it's kind of cool when you see people that sort of choose an opening act that doesn't necessarily like that sort of you know both complements them yep. and uh, but also sort of separates them a little bit. So it's two different styles on one show. And Just both, like, and also lay smoke. I mean, you know, putting Craig Campbell, a lot of people consider probably one of the best comics out of Canada before you is not. An easy task. He could easily, he could easily just take on a, like one of these other hackier guys and you know have that open for him. Well, it's sort of like I mean I remember going to see George, like guys like George Carlin who would have uh, you know forgive me for saying but like a really shit hacky opening act for right. himself like a guitar act or like I'm Mr. Bullhorn you know remember that guy from yep. like the late eighties early nineties and and he'd be like why how did why uh, why would George pick this to open up for him right. I don't know, and you know, but like I've heard guys like Patton Oswalt will want to take like a a newcomer on, and to almost challenge himself, yeah, before he goes up, yeah. And I heard him on a, I heard Patton on a podcast once just say that like he said that the guy that he has opening up for him is almost getting to the point where it's like shit, man, I don't know if I want to follow this right, guy anymore. Exactly, and that's how it should be. Um, and uh, in the same way, like uh, Stuart Francis, very very funny Canadian comic. But who's uh, more of a one-liner sort of driven? Absolutely, is now opening up for uh, Ricky Gervais. All through, yep, through Europe and stuff, and and it's a great compliment to to both of them. Their shows it, they don't take away from either one of them. Yeah, but it, it's it's cool when you see like a like a British comic who could probably easily go on and not have an opener. Yeah, uh, but pick a, a like a, a world class comedian who doesn't do his style, but is you know definitely bringing value to the show. 
I think that says a lot about Ricky, and I think it says a lot about this Frankie Boyle guy, who I haven't checked out yet, but will because I knew he was. I know that I know that Craig's going to work with someone and who he wants to work with. It's not about the money or the prestige. So I wanted to check him out. I've heard good things, so I will for sure. Yeah, very very funny, like stunningly good jokes, and you're sort of like, oh fuck. That's now, a good one. Now, you, because you're away, we were supposed to do a gig together. We did uh, myself, Kathleen, and uh, uh, Bobby Mayer, a very funny comic. And, and Andrew, Andrew Johnson. Johnson, <laughs> uh, creator of Bitch Sound, who's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. We had to do a, a, an X-rated college gig in uh, Belleville, Ontario. I, I was I was upset because I did miss out working you, with like you did, three of my favorite you guys. Did. You did miss, miss out. Um, the show was very interesting. We all had to sign a waiver beforehand, which I've never had to do for an X-rated show, saying we won't offend anyone or upset anyone or make fun of any stereotypes or groups of people or sexuality. So pretty much we could say fuck, piss, and cunt. That's about it for like two hours. Uh, I mean, everybody did well. Andrew had a bit of a problem. I'm not you know talking bad about him, but I just don't know if 19-year-old dudes want to hear about you know what he's talking about as much. Well, there's only, I think there's, you know, you know, when you're first, you know, I don't know what sort of sheltered life that a lot of people might you know live, and yeah. and some sometimes when you go to university and college for the first time, you're being exposed to things that you have never for been sure. exposed to, and then you know you have this very flamboyantly gay comic going yep. on, and who's not holding back, and of course you know it's an X-rated show, why yep. should he? Yep. But at the same time, I'm sort of like you know these fucking jocks uh, probably do not want to hear, well, and it's sort of like you know. Um, it may, you know, it's uh, like uh, you know, it's like uh, like fisting. You know, you want to lube up your uh, act right. or in your comedy and glide it in slowly, and then right. hopefully they'll get on board and enjoy it. But I don't know if you're gonna start off your show with like you know what it's like to suck off an uncircumcised cock or whatever jokes he was yeah. doing. Yeah, he was doing some of that, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, then it's, of course you're gonna you know, make people uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm from Toronto, so I mean, I I see that shit around all the time, in, or in in comedy rooms. Do you? You see it literally? Do you? I don't like literally enough. see it. No, <laughs> I see comics. I see comics, you know, okay. th- like gay comics. That you might want to link your, your thoughts a little better there, yeah. All right. Well, I didn't think I was going to be called on it so quickly. But <laughs> I could, even as I was saying, and I was like, oh, okay, I know Darren's going to say there, something about there. this, right? But I'm just saying that, you know, you got to ease into it, even if it is an, an X-rated show. Well, he, to be honest, I mean, I like Andrew. I think he's funny. I don't know if he belongs on an X-rated show, period. But also um, some comics go out of their way to be X-rated when it should be just funny. Right, right. And I just think that his idea of... Of, of being dirty, it's dirty, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if it belongs on an X-rated show because an X-rated show comes with certain connotations. And it's already hard enough to make 18-year-old boys and girls laugh. Boys and girls. Well, they, they pretty much are to me. I'm 39. You know? right. I have little in, in common with them right now. But I have, you know, a wealth of material that I can choose from, whereas Andrew doesn't have as much material and as much, you know, width in terms of what he can pull from. So it was it was interesting. That's for sure. I'm not saying he bombed, but it was definitely had moments of like, uh, this is kind of weird, you know. Um, now, what, now, what about a guy like Bobby? Who's, Bobby, who's, Bobby did very well. Because he's like, Bobby's like 24, yeah. but he's probably not all, I think he's like, yeah, he's like 24, 25. Yes. Very, very funny comic, but also he's so close to the age that yep. of the p- kids that he's playing to yep. that it almost might be like, oh, shit, this is a little bit too real because, yes. you know, I mean, Bobby dropped out of, uh, I think, comedy school yep. and, uh, you know, and he's pursuing comedy full time. Um, I mean, he, I, he does have a, a day job, but but that's not the point. But it's more just like that, you know, that you have kids that are in school and they're looking at a guy that's not that much older than them who yep. has a sort of a pretty raunchy, bleak outwork, outlook on the world. 
And I just was wondering, like, how does that? He, you know, he only did do fifteen minutes, so he's used to doing thirty or forty minutes on other shows. So you know, he did a bit of a greatest hits and a couple of his new jokes. And to be honest, he did very, very well. And at one point, I turned to Kathleen. I said, you know, I think Bobby's going to be the star of the show because of that whole idea yeah. that he's that funny and almost almost their age. Um, but uh, in the end, it all worked out. We all did well, and and uh, they were happy with it. And I sold some of my new DVDs, and you know that's about it. And then you move on to the next show. You the, know? Now, did you uh, did you get a did you have a hotel room that night? No, we we went came and come, we came right back. No, so see now I never really did that many college shows, and right. I always had this idea of like, uh, oh man, I'm gonna get to go do a college show, and then it's gonna be a wild crazy party afterwards. No. And that was never the case for never. me. Uh, that's an American stereotype of you see in movies. Yeah, well, I wish every there was a little bit gig, of truth to every that. Every college gig, three minutes after the gig, they're like fucking stacking chairs and they all look tired. Yeah. Literally, everybody's gone. Nobody invites you back. Uh, maybe it's because I look like their dad. You know, maybe if I was Bobby, they would invite me back. But, or, you know. Yeah, or a guy that tried to lure them into a van exactly, at some point. You yeah. know. Or sell them some speakers or something yeah, like that. you know, so uh, it's really boring. It was literally, you know, five minutes after the gig, everyone's gone. We're eating Oreos in the green room. Okay, we leaving? Okay, let's go. See, I only had that once. That was like, I think I did like, a, it was at Brock University with like Levi oh, yeah. McDougal. And then after the show, there was like two guys that wanted me to go back to their dorm and smoke weed with Jesus. them. And I was like, uh, you know, I was, you know, thanks for offering. But it's sort of like I didn't, uh, you know, I had like visions of like, you know, like uh, busty college kid, girls like, uh, you know, with the, like in jacuzzi and, you know, big reefer. He's gone wild. It. Yeah, I would have been. I want. I wanted a Dave's Gone Wild or something that I would have to, you know, you know, t- tell or not post photos of on Facebook afterwards. Some, okay. but I just had visions of that. But there was none of that. There was no party afterwards. Nothing. It was just a an angry, bitter car ride yep. back to Toronto. Yep. Okay, all right. Trying to find food and finally finding it near Toronto. Yeah, yeah exactly. At like two o'clock in the morning. So, but I had, I had a good time away, and uh, I'm glad to be back. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to have one of my favorite people in comedy coming by, and, of course, Dave's favorite person, too. Kate Davis is here to talk about her big show with Stephen Wright and Dimitri Martin on October 26th in downtown Toronto. It's going to be good. Wipe off your face. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hi, this is Dean Stockwell, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio, FunnyMommy.com, Kate Davis is with us. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm doing very well. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you're enjoying the uh, Anything Goes sandwich uh, in between myself and David. It's <laughs> the way I like it. That's Normally right. there's a, a juicy Kathleen uh, filling uh, yeah. between the two, but... Uh, it's true. Uh, but not it's this true. week. Not this no. week. We, we've substituted Kathleen for Kate. Yeah. Kate for Kate. Yeah, a little sweeter. Now, you have a big show coming up on October 26th, is that I correct? I do. It's called Stand Up for kids Mm -hmm. um it's a charity uh where all the proceeds go to uh kids at risk uh just don't bring them so that's right so this is a show where the money goes for kids but the show isn't for kids it is not for kids right it's an adult comedy show raising funds for children for children at risk right canadian charities okay Uh, can i ask can i ask at, at risk of what 
Um, there's but, a lot of homeless youths. Um, so oh, so it's homeless, homeless kids. It's not just homeless. We actually, we started, it originally started off with Covenant House. Okay. Okay. And, um, and can you just explain what Covenant, because this Covenant is Covenant House right? uh, is a home for uh, homeless t- teenagers. Okay. And it basically it gives them a place to stay. It also has a placement program, but as well, it, there's a school in the facility. There's a hospital. And there's actually 30 Covenant Houses uh, globally. Okay. And um, they do amazing work, and I had done a show with them for their Mother's Day gala, and then I just liked them so much. I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a comedy show for them, and it just started off small about four years ago. Okay. And um, I just got my friends to do it for free at basic, you know, everyone donating their time. It's right. a fundraiser. Sure. And then I got a great corporate sponsor, uh, Dundee Wealth. Um, and Dynamic Mutual Funds, and now they sponsor the event, and it's huge. Yeah, it's really grown. I mean, the first year, yeah. like you said, it was your friends, and your friends are very uh, well-known comedians. These aren't nobodies, but yeah. it has grown to a, almost like a juggernaut now. Of, like last year, your your guest was Louis Black. Seth Myers. Seth Myers from SNL. Yes. Mike Wilmot was on the show. Yes. Uh, and that was, was actually uh, Louis's second year doing it. Right. Um, and he just, I just knew, you know, he wanted to come hang out with his comedy friends. Right, so. right. That's all, I mean, that's not kind of, that's one of the best things about like, like festivals and big shows like that. It's not, it's not, you know, sometimes it's not always a performer, but it's just some of the guys that you could hang out yeah, with. Yeah, everyone wants to hang out with each it's other. It's an informal, formal thing. Right. Yes. That's what's great about it. From a comic yeah. perspective, it's informal. Yeah. Obviously, it was a show. Yeah. We all want to do a great show, but it is the hanging out and seeing yes. comics we haven't seen in a long time. And, and yeah. you, you raise money for a good cause and blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was kind of cool when like, <laughs> Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, yeah blah, 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 whatever. Blah blah. 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 The I'm, kids at youth. I'm just glad to see that it's it's not just a disease driven uh, charity, and it's just for the kids no, on, the, actually... on the street. I hate anyone walking around going like, if I only had a disease, then I could have a, a charity more for me. But thank you for this. Includes more well just because the regular people. Yeah, and yeah. and you know what? Because we were raising so much money the first yeah. and second year, uh, we decided to split the charity three ways instead of one. Oh, three Uh-oh, way. Oh, get ready. Um, to eat your words, Dave. A three way yes. charity. Okay. Um, So this year it's actually going to Dixon Hall, which it went to last year as well. And Dixon Hall actually puts kids in camp. Right, and I, then it also puts teenagers. What in kind youth. of camps? It's sleepover camp. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my favorite. Dave's, then, Dave's got images of sexy camp in his yeah. head. No, pillow no. fights. It's no, no. It's not a camp rock or anything okay. like mm-hmm. that. And then they actually um, take kids from Regents Park and high risk areas and get them to actually be counselors. Okay, that's nice. And stuff like that. And then there's um, Eva's Initiative, which is also another shelter for homeless teenagers, sixteen to twenty four. And basically what they do is they actually help them find a home and get settled and go back and get their education so they can actually participate in society. And be productive members of it. Yeah. And then Trails uh, picks 10 boys and 10 girls a year who are troubled and having troubles. And they actually give them a scholarship for five-year program, which actually uh, basically like a private school for five years. And they go live in the wilderness and – so it's yeah, it's pretty cool. And and you know, prior to this, we did we did do sick kids last year. Okay. Um, for uh, a those, certain... are, those are kids walking around with diseases, Dave. That you're just mocking <laughs> hey, one minute ago. Hey, they're walking like my son. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't make this about you. See how quick it is. Don't, make this, it is? don't yeah. make this about you, Dave. Dave's been back for eight minutes and already he's hacking on kids that are sick. Way to yeah. go. I'm not hacking on. I'm just saying that it's nice that we spread things out. We yeah. don't, uh, you know, yeah. leave anyone out of the whole charity. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, it's amazing because even walking around homeless shelters for teenagers, you're just sort of like, where the hell are the parents? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of and course. why don't they have to take responsibility for this? And why yep. aren't they getting, like, how 
bad are you as a parent? You're just like, I'm done. Yep. You know, I like, hear you. there's always, you can't give up hope on your own kid. Just doesn't make sense to me personally. I know my parents um, did, but we won't bring Dave's parents into this. I mean, you Anyways. always hear people losing their kids in the mall. Yeah, you know? of course. I don't know how they do that. There's no comedy show for them. No comedy show for them. Well, sometimes kids just like to get lost. Louis Black and the kids in the mall. (laughs) That's his new one. That's right. Watch out. Now, this year's lineup is is substantially even bigger than last year, which I never thought you could top. It is, um, because Seth Meyers hosted last year, and he had never even been to Toronto. Right. Um, So that was very cool. And he was actually, like, super nice, super down Yeah, he was very approachable. And, like, just a comic. Like, you know, just going over a set, blah, blah, blah. Um, so this year, it's Dimitri Martin headlining mm-hmm. uh, the second half and Stephen Wright headlining the first half. Which on so, either one of them by themselves would be an amazing, amazing. show. Amazing. Yeah. Dimitri was itself. actually booked uh, originally, and then Stephen Wright just sort of stepped up and said, I want to do this too. Right. So it was just sort of like amazing. And then to top that off, we actually have uh, Deborah Giovanni on the show. Right. Who is amazing? Of uh, Ted Morris. Yep. Yes. Uh, this year we have James Cunningham is doing the Good show. Good old James. I talked Good. to him for about an hour last night. He's nice. very excited about the He's show. He's very excited. And yep. Ron Jossel. So. Oh, oh that's the amazing. Filipino yeah. fans. Yeah. The Filipino fawns. You're kind of. Would you say that you're blowing your wad with this? I mean, are there no, always? No, no. I. Not you at know all? what? Because, um, I mean. My, and Mike Wilmont hosting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Mike is the host. Okay, now you can say, aren't yeah, you blowing I your wad? I think you're blowing your wad with this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I am. I think I This could... could be like one show that just people see just one show a year. Yes. And then they never need to go see comedy for the rest of the year. So we all go broke. Way yeah. to go, Dave. Thanks way to go. Wow. Way to go. Why, why, why? Way to go, Dave. Planned obsolescence right there. Way to go, Dave. It's for the children. It's for the children, Dave. It's for the children. Oh, yeah. That's a nice excuse. But way to go, Kate, for just taking work away from... I'm Darren's trying to see his family. I'm not even on the show. I yeah, just flipped it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He flipped it. He was yeah. a second ago. Way to go, like, Darren. Way to go. And now Dave's like, oh, no, no. What about us? Um, every year, it, look, it started off originally with me with the idea Oh, of... she's defending her charity now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Come on, but guys. But it originally started off with me the, with the idea of... You um, and your friends. Yeah. And now you just have bigger friends. And now I just have bigger and bigger friends. Wow. But I know, I like how you, you, you know, you, you Ted Morris is on and... And uh, Ron Jossel. So you, you know what? I uh, personally, I think the show would just be an amazing with them and my hosting. No, I understand, but you, you do know, have but, to have. Yeah, you have to have a name in order yeah. to raise money, of and course. that's uh, people want to. And and in, and as we said before, with Dimitri and Stephen Wright being so. Um, like ones, you know, ones from the '80s, and I grew up with him. And, and, I can, and they're both icons, but different both, generational absolutely. icons. Absolutely. So, and that's what I think will make the night so interesting. I yeah. think I think it's a it's a fabulous lineup. And uh, now, okay, I don't uh, I don't do a lot of charity shows for uh, reasons that we won't get into, but um, legally, yeah. yeah. Uh, do do comics get paid for the charity events? Um, I, I guess it depends. Like usually you get a tax write off, right. you yeah. know, and a bottle of wine or, or a, a nice, small fee. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, yeah. like for example, a big comic who would normally make say 10 or 20 grand at a gig like this, when it's not a charity, they might get a tax receipt and a small gesture of money, right. but they're doing I it know more Lewis for always, uh, we brought him in, like we flew him in and everything, but he always did it for free. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It just, it depends on the artist. It well, really does. I know. So like, you know, they would used to have shows in Toronto for the Tim Sims encouragement fund and they, right. I they still do. Yeah. And a lot of the times that the performers will get paid at the end of the night, yeah. but then usually they'll turn around and they'll give that money back. I mean, yeah. I know like Brian Hart, who's like written for Mad TV and right. Kids in the Hall, he did a show, this is a million 
years ago, but he did a show at the Riv, and then at the end of the at the end of the show, he just gave the money back. Yeah, yeah, but is, not to not to not to say anything about your show, but sometimes I mean I've done gigs where it's for charity, and I've charged a small amount, and then because you don't know, because you get so many calls, you don't know if they're legit or not, and then you go and do the show, and you find out it is a real legit thing, and this is a real charity, and then I've given the money back. Sometimes. Well, that one girl recently who shaved her eyebrows in her head and oh, pretended. The cancer, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, well, exactly. So you don't. But you know what? Also, I have to say, I'm asked to do a lot of charities right. over a year. Sure. And there comes a point where you're like, um, I would love to do this for free, but my kids demand their fee. Right. right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, I can't, you can't, you, you have to be picky about it. And I mean, this is, for me, this is my fundraiser um, for, you know, I would never, but other people can have a choice, you know? Right. So. And then, yeah. and, you know, it sort of raises your profile a little bit, too, as a Yeah, as a pro- I think so. Well, or it just makes me feel good, sure. you know. And really, I mean, Dundee Wealth have, and David Goodman have done such an amazing job at this event and, and bringing it to this echelon and all his people that I, you know, honestly, I just sort of... I just sort of show up now and I pick the lineup for right. the Canadians and stuff. Like it really is, um, it's their event. It's Dundee's event now. So, and if it raises money for kids, I'm good with it. Right. Yeah. So. Now, in terms of tickets, how much are tickets for this? Um, tickets, I believe, are 90 right. uh, for the night. I mean, it's an amazing lineup. And all that goes to the children. Right. Um, and you can go to, it's at the Royal Conservatory, the Telus Center, which is, I don't know if you guys have been there. No, I don't even know where it it's is. It's right at Avenue Road in Bloor. Okay. Um, so University in Bloor, right. Avenue in Bloor, it changes Near there. the ROM. Right at the ROM, yes. Okay. And, um, it's right at the conservatory and it is the most beautiful theater I've ever seen. And the acoustics are amazing and it's like the ceiling is just wood. It's just like this phenomenal theater. Oh, is it just south of the ROM? It actually no, it's right beside it. It's on Avenue Road. Oh, okay. Uh, it's right. Sorry, it's right on Bloor, just a little uh, west. Okay. So on the south side. Um, so you can go to the Telecenter Royal Conservatory. You can get tickets, or you can go to StandUpForKids.ca, mm-hmm. and there's a link there, right, to buy your tickets. And and how do you how do you know, or how do you uh, decide uh, who goes on at what point during the show? Um, I, like, do I, get... I do the order, right? Okay, and, and how much time everyone's doing, and sort of organize the show, only because I know the comics really well. Right, right. I know all their acts. I know yeah. you know who's going to fit where, and, and energy wise, mm-hmm. more than anything, especially with you know Stephen Wright and all that. Like you definitely want to. So uh, you don't want someone crazy. Yeah, right before. I mean, yeah. Of course. Yeah, you want to lead so, into plus it. Plus, and... Mike Wilmot is hosting, so I mean he's going to be in between each one anyway. Right. So I do you restrict people what people can say on no, a charity show. You know what? I never have. And it was like my one like huge thing. I think um a couple years ago, um, there was too much of dirty on it. Right. And not enough like it just wasn't balanced enough. Right. But I was very I never wanted to um I just think comics can read the crowd and read the room. You know, they know what they're doing and right. what they do. Be yourself, you know, and no one ever thinks anything's fun, uh, dirty if it's funny. Right. You know, I mean, that's the gist. If it's funny, Plus, I mean, no you know, for a charity event, you can have a little bit of dirty. But like you said, there is a line where you can't go that much. If every comic is throwing that, yes. then that's a problem. And then, it, it, you know, you're at the nasty show. So. And, right. And, and that's not what this is. But no. you're not censoring the comics. No, but I'm just like, same be yourself, time, have fun, yeah. do what you want. I mean, I've done yeah. lots of shows where I yeah. realize that this is more of a fundraiser and you got to be more careful. Than, yeah, yeah. Well, and also, yeah. also too, it's sort of like you got to realize that like people are, yeah, people are here to, for the charity. Right. Probably 
probably not to watch some of the comics. But, I mean, other than your show, I mean, I think that, like, a lot of times people just, you know, go to a charity show to support the charity. Right. Yes. And not necessarily to see what the acts are. Right. So well, I think the, also, also, I think the acts should also know, it's like, hey, man, when I'm on that stage, it's me, and that's what they're <laughs> fucking here. Fuck these charity, man. You yeah. shouldn't have known better not to invite me if right. I'm going to say what I want to say anyways. But, you know, yeah. I mean, the lineup they have, they're, they have, they're all pretty respectful other people. Other than Ron Jossel, that's all you got to worry about. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. He like, is Ron's so dirty. Gonna, oh, it's going to get bad. Well, there was a, there's a charity event. I mean, you have Ted Morrison, who who is a veterinarian, but he yes. does have a pretty couple of... I'm going to bring my dogs that night, too, and just say, can you... Do but he rest? has a couple of uh, dark jokes about uh, his profession and putting, like, you know, dogs to sleep and yes. you know, surgery on cats and yeah. things like that. That even, like, there was a, a charity event that I thought about organizing for the uh, Toronto Humane Society. And there's even a small part of me that wants to say, maybe, can you... Don't do that joke about the dead dog. There's a part of me you know, that wants to say that. You know, but there's a part... But you know what? I just... I've just learned... Or for me, it was when I started this event, I was hosting it. And um, for me, it was just really important because I hate being censored. And I always know I'm my funniest when I feel comfortable and I'm myself. And for me, um, I never wanted to say, could you not do the – people know. I mean, it's a charity for kids. You, you might not want to do, you know, John Steinberg's dead baby sure. in the yeah. closet joke. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'm doing something for sick kids, I'm not going to do my beheading material. You know, I'm going to do the nicer stuff that I do. And- yeah, but at the same time, you know, if you want to go dirty, I'm not I'm not going to I'm going to I'm not going to stop you. But you're also not going to book them next year. either. Well, you know what? Um <laughs> Like other than yeah, but Jane, look at Mike Wilmot's a, a regular person who and does your show. Yeah, and he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, I know. I'm just. He's I'm, 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 I'm joking around, but I, I mean, mean he's, yeah. he's done all of it on our show. He's yeah. never that's held. I mean. He has never held back. And he's, he's someone. Louis Black never held back. There is. I mean, no one has held back. I mean, you can do anything you want. But what I, what, what I mean to say is Mike Wilmot's someone that's ass back. Like you get people saying, I'd love to see Mike yes. again. So they've and already seen it once. sort of become and... like a part of not just the show but of the organization. Right. Because he did it the first year for me, you know, and then he's like, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Like it was definitely um, – yeah, and none of us expected like, you know, the fact that I did hook up with Dundee Wealth and, and David Goodman and mm-hmm. all that. I mean – who I didn't foresee that coming, you know, in terms of making it such a big event well, you know, and raising you, so much money. You're doing a great so. thing for, for a charity and they get yeah. to do your RSPs. So, That's right. You know, you're, you're doubly awesome. sad. <laughs> you, do, you do a lot of uh, speaking engagements too, which I, I sometimes I, I find interesting. But, and, but do you ever want to get to the point where you just don't do comedy clubs on the road anymore? No, Cause, never. Because you I, still want to do that. And still do the odd speaking engagements. Like, what's the difference between what you do on, like, at a comedy club and okay, and, and the I can tell you, I can okay. tell you the exact difference. Um, like, a part of I'm such a comic. I feel like a part of me when I speak, it's everything I believe in and my stand up. So for me, it's a good balance. And for me, when I started, it wasn't something I'm going to be a speaker now because I I hear so many comics say that. Right. You know, I, like I never think that for me, it was I was doing it in church basements for mom groups right. to give back. And it became this parenting with humor workshop. And then I realized I could possibly actually, you know, have a living doing that as well as my stand up. And it became balancing life with humor, humor in the workplace, work life balance, all those things, which I knew I could sell. So now, because eight, really, you look at your your past. You you're a mother of three children, yes. sometimes four. Yes, inclu- yeah, yeah, husband included, uh, husband included. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not been. It's not like 
balancing it all, you've had to balance it all for 20 years because your exactly. child just turned 18, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, 18 to 20 years, you've had to balance yeah. your whole life with kids and responsibility yeah. and career. And, and there's quite a few male comics uh, who are fathers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but there aren't a lot of female comics who are mothers. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, no, but this no. lifestyle does it. It's, I mean, it is a very you know, sort of, And it is a definite, you know, for, like I know my Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, if I are my at home nights and I have right. to balance that. And, you know, sometimes I can't stay out till three in the morning, woo, drinking. And But you still, you know, but you mean you still go do like open mics, like, well, like spirits, I have to because I love, I don't want to be one of those asshole comics who never has new material or, right. you know, still. But it's like, also nice to get out of the house too. It's it? fun. And yeah. you know what? I find like, you know, it's, I've been doing comedy for 13 years mm-hmm. now, 14 years. Mm-hmm. It's my family as well. It's my extended family. and Yeah, your extended dysfunctional family. Yes, that, yeah. and I'm good with that, you know. But they're definitely, it's definitely, um, I love the speaking. I do. And I'm actually, I'm speaking a lot. Where do, the, where do they heckle more? I guess they don't really heckle much. At, you fucking suck. Mommy, no, get I off the stage, that. cunt. They're very polite. They're very Mommy polite. Blows. Yeah. Mommy blows. Get off. Get off. Show us your tits. No, they don't no, get that often. No, no. not. Okay. No, they just throw yeah. a baby on stage yeah. and show the tits. Work with this. Yeah. I actually had, um, I have an event coming up. And I guess they, I'm, I'm speaking in the morning and then I'm actually doing a comedy show at night. Right. Right. So, or Do you ever get hosting. those mixed up? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I don't go to your job and knock the dicks out of your mouth. You don't say. Oh, that. Just... sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go in smelling like booze. Yeah. So, yeah. No, never, never. But I actually had um, a magician uh, email me this morning saying, uh, "For this show we're doing, do you want me to make you appear?" <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Or him disappear? Yeah. Uh, I, part of me really wants to do it just for the story. <laughs> now. You you've been a, a comic for fourteen years, but predominantly you didn't start touring till about about five or six years ago, right? Um, no, uh, I'd say about eight years ago. But, eight, but, yeah, but I mean, like a good three week like Eastern tour. Like Maddie, my youngest, who is eleven now, was I guess like two and a half, three when oh, I okay. first went on okay. the road. All right, I thought it was more like in the yeah. last five years that you've no. done on the road. I actually, I'm, I find I'm, I'm touring less now. <laughs> right. Um, just you know, because the tours are, I mean, they just don't. They don't justify me going away and paying a babysitter and yep. all that if I'm yep. not making enough money. So I find I'm home and it's pretty good because um, I just find the teenage years way more stressful than being sleep deprived. Well, I mean, way more you stressful. You've so much to look Sorry. forward to, Darren. Yeah, way more stressful. Because uh, I'm pretty fucking stressed now with the yeah. lack of sleep and all that. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It's a different kind of stress, but I definitely I found like just more worrisome and more like... You know, just right. really trying to com- like communicate with them and all that. Is- Can you tell which one of your kids is going to be like like a lot of trouble? Like which one's going to be a pain in the ass? Like in like I again, by that- age eight, do you figure that out or uh- <laughs> like everything I learned in, in kindergarten? Like I- you said, like Maddie's eleven, and can you already tell that? Like oh, in, I like, think she's pretty years, sensible. I think no, none of my kids actually. I mean, there's moments like she's going to admit that. Well, child number two, no, is a crackhead. No, I see but you know what? There's but moments, not a crackhead, but you know the cops like no, driving her home yeah, or something like that. Or- yeah, <laughs> we've done all that. Yeah. I've been through all that. Yeah. 
And um, we've done face plants. We've done. Um, what if I, I just plant? drank yeah. a vodka cooler, and you know they took a picture of it, and it ends up being a forty of raspberry Smirnoff. And you're like, right. that's not a vodka cooler. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. actually an entire bottle of vodka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what the boy told With you? No yeah. Is that what the boy told you? Drink yeah. the little drink. Yeah. So there's there's uh yeah there's moments. It doesn't count if you don't oh remember. Is that what and they then said? their friends end up getting hotter and hotter, and that's even worse. It's hard for the funny mommy. Uh, I'm like, oh. Now, here's something very interesting. <laughs> well, Darren, do you think that any of your kids are going to be trouble in like. Oh, yeah. Like, well, which, like. Oh, yeah. My second I, one, Austin, it's he's already going to be. Yeah, I just know it. I don't know. What is it about Scrapper? him? You... Scrapper, fighter, instigator, aggravator. <laughs> and he's like three. And how do you. Are you already sort of like. Oh, yeah, I'm but you didn't to... say use your words and all that. Like, yeah, eventually yeah, they get you, it. You have to do it, but it's like you can already tell the difference. Yeah. It's like if, of the three, if one's going to be on intervention, it's going to be him. You know, you, well, you should do. You should put I shouldn't in, really say that. Put him, in like a, put him in a cage in the backyard and get him already trained <laughs> like to fight an MNA. MMA fighting. Jesus. <laughs> Dave just thinks they're glorified pets. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they are, yeah. aren't they? Tell them if they don't clean the room, we're going to call Ted Morris, and yeah. you're going to hear the story about the dog again. <laughs> you get to name, you get to name them. You get to have to pick up after them if they like yeah. shit when they walk or something. My like kids, that. At, my three year olds now, at the point where every morning we wake up and he's like, he gets up on his own, which is great, but then he shits on the floor and then just <laughs> he puts a piece of toilet paper over top of it and that's cleaning it up. <laughs> that's what that's what level I'm at. Yeah, he doesn't put I a post it note with a arrow pointed to yeah. it that says daddy clean this up <laughs> i remember um i just started touring and maddie was about two because she was toilet training and uh sean collins who lives in mm-hmm. the uk now yep. uh he was picking me up to go to a gig and he'd never met the kids or in the house and he came in the house and i looked down and maddie had done like a dairy queen oh, swirl yeah. shit on the coffee table <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And I was like, st- I didn't know him very right, well. Of course. And I was just like standing in front of this big pile of shit. Did you blame My your dog? Kid, we didn't have a dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I just blamed my husband. No. Um, yeah, no, it's really creepy and really awful. And now, here, it just smell like shit. Here's so. something I want to bring up because it's very interesting. Not many times has this happened. So you've been a touring comic for 14 years. Uh, well, a touring comic for eight years, but a comic for 14 years. Yeah. And now your husband is doing stand-up comedy as well. It's just started in the last couple of years. Well, he gets on stage. <laughs> wow. I'm, just, I'm kidding around. I Dang. Love, I'm not fighting. No. Whoa. 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 I'm just kidding. I'm Dave just wants to sleep with me, Jeez. so he's mad at my husband. Yeah, exactly. We had one Eastern tour, and yeah. I don't know how I screwed up there, but or how <laughs> we both didn't screw up. You just ignored me the entire time. You, you just time. got on stage, Dave. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. Well, Video footage of that. I did more than that, but um. <laughs> but it's it's kind to me. That's awkward. You know what? Um, he has been so honestly so supportive. Over oh no, the years yeah, for sure. That um, I don't care. Like honestly, if it makes him happy and it gives right. him some creativity, um, he works. You know, he he pays for our home and. He's an amazing dad. Right, and but what if he becomes funnier than you? Because Dave's I, always had this problem. You know what? I would love it. I would love to just uh, show Dave's up. always had this problem. I, yes, I Dating know. people funnier, funnier than him. And when yeah. your husband gets nowhere. funnier than me. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I've always had that issue. <laughs> no. But but he's also a musician, too, isn't he? He's a musician, and he's written a couple books, and he's done some uh, yeah. cartooning. Like, he's definitely a renaissance guy. Right. He's a performer on just, some yeah, level. Yeah, and right, it's just so. a part of it. So. Yeah. So he's short, and he's shorter than you. He is not shorter than me. He's not shorter. He's than actually you? taller than me. Oh, that's he's not taller impossible. than me by an inch. But you yeah. always wear boots. Then. I always wear heels. Okay, yeah. okay. All I'm right. little. Okay. I wear heels. All right. I'm a girl. You do, yeah. He does not wear heels. He doesn't have a prince complex. Yeah. 
well, or Napoleon, whatever, whichever one it is. I don't know what he, what kind of complex he has when he just goes on stage, according to Dave Martin. But, yeah, wow. Ouch. Dave just. If Cleve know. is listening to this, yeah. you're fucking busted, man. Busted. I hope your computer never needs help. That's all I'm saying. Wow. I'll call Kevin McDonald. Aww. Aww, he'll, Kevin. he'll help me with The other person who just gets on stage. Is that what it's called, Dave? Wow, wow. Yeah, kind of. Go on. That's what I'm here for. Oh, that's um, nice. What uh, can what else can we uh, know about so, your uh, charity and your your event that you're doing? Uh, well, just again, Stand Up For Kids is mm-hmm. October 26th, which is a Tuesday. You can go to standupforkids.ca. Shows it um, be there around, you know, 7. Because there's going to be, you know, fun things to look at and do and all that. And the theater is beautiful. And Is there uh, like a silent auction kind of thing? Or? No, uh, but there's, you know, hors d'oeuvres and stuff Oh, I see. Like okay. That. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's a whole night. Right. It's a whole night. It's a whole... And dress up. Because, you know, but yeah, so it's a charity for kids. Just leave them at home. <laughs> and if people are interested in booking you for these uh, Funny Mommy speaking They can go to my website, funnymommymmy.com, and, uh, there's, and there's actually videos of me speaking on my website. Okay. There's letters of testimony. You can book me, email me. Yeah. Okay. And also, let's just quickly talk. You have a book as well, right? You I have a book, a book called The Breastfeeding Diaries. Yep. Um, it won the iParenting Media Award in the mm-hmm. States, and um, the book's available um, at, you know, chapters and stuff like that uh, at bookstores. And uh, they can also order it from my website. Can I have it? What, what is, what's your opinion on women breastfeeding in public? Do you have an issue with that? And no, I don't. I don't. Have, you know what? You have every doctor and nurse on the planet telling us to breastfeed and how good it is for our children. Right. And then you have other people Oh, for saying, children. Okay. Because right. other... I've gone up to women in malls and they have a big issue with me <laughs> breastfeeding. breastfeeding with them in yeah. public. Okay. If you could just oh, not. So it's just for kids, right? It's just for kids. Just like but the Who has a problem with it? It's weird. Like You know, and it's like you have ever, and then you're like, but don't do it anywhere. So I'm just supposed to stay home for the first year and yeah, a half. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. the whole. There, you know what? You can. I'm. I was. I breastfed all my children. Right. I even had a home birth, and um, I. I. Uh, I never offended anyone. I don't I never, get it. It's so I much. I never felt like oh. I had a good 12-foot range. I could squirt someone in the eye. I had my own uh, Dave is Joyce, not kind of talk. But I actually don't. Who's going to clean don't. that up? Um, oh. Dave's mouth. That's what's going to fucking clean it up. Don't get yourself. This is like, okay, I, I got back from, uh, I um, I just got, I got back from uh, uh, two weeks in England. And was one of the days during the day when I'm wandering around, not uh, not doing comedy at night. Um, well, no, doing comedy at night and then walking around. See, that's the his day. problem. They're always so long winded. He doesn't know, get to the fuck. point. I you know. How about I was in England and I saw a woman breastfeeding. Yeah, Is that exactly. what you're going to say? But it's all Tell the details. What, what do you do before. at night? Sometimes at night. Sometimes not. Yeah, yeah. Is this helping? On. Is that helping? Yeah, <laughs> it is helping. See what <laughs> Kathleen gets to do I was, every, every week. I was taking a photograph of Tower Bridge and just as I took the picture. Where does stand up come into that? Because you had to start that whole thing with like sometimes at night I do stand up. I'm trying to get to my point. You keep cutting me off and just anyway. So there was I was taking a picture of. Tower Bridge, and there was a woman that I, as I was taking the photograph, she was breastfeeding in the bo- in the fr- in bottom frame. Right. Of Did the you do picture. a close up of her? No, I didn't. But like, <laughs> how many just, times you whack off to it? Uh, zero. Because um, I know about your twelve foot range. No, that's Kate's twelve foot range. <laughs> I know it is. He's doing a callback. It's a comedy thing. Yeah. yeah all right. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I think for now on, if if Kathleen's not around, we'll bring Kate in, and she likes to just attack you like we do. <laughs> I've worked on the road many times with Kate. Yeah, it's that's, true. Many just, times she's she gone just, on stage yeah. and done nothing about it. We've heard this. Uh, yeah, it's true. 
That's I know. It's not but no, but I, I was taking this photograph <laughs> we, of Tower Bridge, never, ever. and there was I'm... a woman that was breastfeeding in the bottom, like uh, told left story, hand frame. Right? Yeah, and then so just as I, Jesus. and then so I guess one of her friends noticed me taking a photograph, and then so I had to very, you know, oh, like, I, get it. I had to like yeah, close the camera and put it away and just right. walk away and not even acknowledge that she might have actually been in this picture. But I would have had to like say, oh, so I was zooming in, and I didn't know how to. I didn't know how I was going to cover for that. Wow. She and then she's was... tagged on Facebook. She will right. be, yeah. 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 Is that what Dave calls it? Yeah. The tagging on Facebook? That's what he calls it. <laughs> That's what he calls it now. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's a screen guard from all of my oh. tagging on the computer. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways. Wise keyboards. Sticky. It's all for the kids. Remember that, Dave? It's all for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Stand up for kids. Stand up for Stand kids. Up for kids. Dot... C-A. I, yeah, C-A. Not C-A. So uh, <laughs> October 26th. Yes, October 26th, Tuesday at the Tele Center. You can get your tickets online. Uh, just click come, have a great night. Don't bring your kids. Mike Wilmot hosting, uh, Dimitri Martin, Stephen Wright. It'll That's be amazing. Right. It's going to be both a good night. icons. Thanks for having me on your show. Go out Thank and support. You for Thank you, Katie. Thanks. Bye, bye, Davis. Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. G'day, mateys. This is Bushwhacker Luke. And you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Laugh Attack on XM Radio. Whoa! Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and uh, I want to say thank you to, to uh, Kate Davis for coming in. That was a nice little interview. Wasn't mm-hmm. that a little nice? Sure yeah. was. You like Kate. I know I that. do that. I like Kate. Yeah, I do, too. Kate's I worked really out with nice. her in the uh, the Halifax, uh, in the hotel that we're going to stay in, in Halifax. Uh, they have a, they had an amazing gym downstairs. Oh, oh I thought you meant working, it worked out with some kind of code or something. <laughs> no, no. That's called, <laughs> that's hooking up, Darren. Oh, the, no, we actually, kids no, and your slogans. We exercise together, and oh. that's, that's, that sounds even more... More codish, yeah. Uh, in the uh, in the gym at the got your endorphins that's, running. That's the same gym where you were accused of being a pedophile, where all the kids where you yes. were, where, the, where the mom wanted to drag Screamed. you. Yep. Yeah, get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I don't please don't remind me. I remember all the times I was accused of being a pedophile. <laughs> trust me, and not just the ones in court. Yeah. Um. So uh, myself and Dave, we have a big tour coming up this weekend, uh, starting on the fourteenth. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, on the East Coast on the October 15th and 16th. We're going to be at the Halifax Yuck Yucks together. And uh, then we're doing a mini tour of the East Coast. After that, October 17th in Moncton at the Manhattan Bar. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since I've been to Moncton. I always love Moncton. It's a great comedy town, so come check that out. Uh, on October 18th, we're going to be at the Fredericton Charlotte Street Arts Center. And Tuesday, October 19th in St. John, Three Miles Club Tonic. Wednesday, October 20th in Charlottetown, PEI at the Guild. And on Thursday to Saturday after that, the 21st to 23rd in St. John's, Newfoundland, Dave. Oh, no, dilly do. Uh, maybe I might get screeching in, actually, but I am going to make a conscious effort because I did get back from Britain, and Britain was just a fucking drink fest every night, whether oh, yeah. I was with Wilmon or Vaudry or by myself. Yep. Uh, it was just a... Too much beer, and cause you can you can buy beer everywhere. Oh yeah, I know. You can buy beer, wine, booze at a corner store. It's ridiculous. Like people used to refer, like Wilmont of all people used to refer to Montreal as like Disneyland for alcoholics. Sure, this is fucking Disney World and Epcot Center for alcoholics in in Britain. It's yep. 
It's amazing. They like to drink. They yeah. love to drink. It's a drinking culture. And at the same time, I can't help but think that like that our government here in Canada just or Ontario just treats us like a bunch of fucking irresponsible children. Mm-hmm. And we should be allowed to buy beer everywhere. And it's like they, they want it to be a government-funded thing. So the government gets the money. And why not have it sold in corner stores where it would actually be money that small businesses could profit off of? But we can talk about that another time. Well, the one thing the one thing I know that's going to happen on the East Coast tour is I'm going to be the fucking babysitter to a drunk Dave Martin. I I just, because the point that I wanted to get to, and I drifted off because I was getting angry about government-funded institutions right. like the liquor stores and beer stores, uh, but I am going to make an effort of not to drink at all on this tour. That, that ain't going to happen, because first of all, I'm going to drink, because it's one of my last tours before I have to be locked down in the daddy world with three kids in December. So if you plan on coming out, please come out on this East Coast tour uh, in the Moncton, Charlottetown, uh, St. John, or Fredericton. I guarantee it's going to be quite an event. Uh, we have special guests on each of the shows, so it's definitely going to be worth it. And, and you uh, seriously, are you seriously going to drink on this? I'm going to drink. I'm going to okay. drink. Yeah. Well, we will, but we do have hotel rooms just about every night of the week. Yeah, yeah. That were there. Just about. Like some well, nights we don't know where we're staying. Well, if you knew a bit about the company that we work for, <laughs> you might be like, "Well, what's wrong with a bus shelter? Come on, just get a tarp, dig a yeah. ditch. You go, you'll yeah. be fine. It's nice out there. Yeah. If it rains, you just the water runs off the top of the tent. You'll have a good good story. Come on. Uh, um, but yeah. but so okay, all right. Well, I. I was going to make a yep. decision not to drink, but yep. now I guess we're going to drink. Gonna... We're going to do some blow. We're going to get some horrors. It's my last run. Okay, well, we don't have to get blow, do we? No. Okay, all right. I could tell a story, but I'm not no, going, you're to. Not going to. Um, the uh, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, I guess we're going to do that because yeah. I would thought maybe I'll get screeched in again. That would be the that would be. Have the you ice... done it before? Or no, I have done it before. Oh, okay, then why do it again? Well, I, you're only I, supposed to do it once. I lost the certificate, and uh, <laughs> so what the fuck? Well, like wanna, someone's gonna call you on that? Well, I, wanna, I don't think you've been screeched in. Show me the certificate. <laughs> well, I want to have something to put on the wall. I can't. Uh, but yeah. it's just, officer, I'm driving because I was screeched in. Show me the certificate. Yeah. yeah, can you please show me your your certificate of screeching? <laughs> whatever the fuck. The uh, all right. Well, this will be uh, this will be an interesting tour then. Oh yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. And Christoph Davidson's with us in uh, in St. John's. I don't, okay. I've never worked with him before, but I've heard good things. So, you know, it'll be a good time. And, and these are triple X shows? Uh, yes, they are. They are X-rated shows. No refunds. You know, get ready for uh, the rock and the roll, I guess. If you All the venom. Yep. Uh, and uh, you were up in uh, Thunder Bay? I was. Uh, while you were gone, I did a show in Thunder Bay, and I did not realize how many uh, XM radio listeners there are up in Thunder Bay. Oh, there are okay. quite a number, uh, was told to me, because it makes sense. There's not that much radio up there. And, of course, the great thing about this is there's so many channels and everything. And there was a lot of people at the show that had XM radios. And did the, and, and they responded when they knew that you were from this show? Uh, yeah, I got a couple emails, and some people came up to me after the show. And it got me thinking that I think we should go up to Thunder Bay and do a show. Just me, you, and Kathleen. We should do our own stand-up show in some kind of rock bar and fucking just because this this show I had to do I had to be like nicer, Darren. I was hosting, you know, blah blah blah. Life is great. Yeah, it's great. How many people here come from a functional family? family. Yeah, yeah, you know, dude. yeah, I know. Fucking dysfunctional yeah, yeah. family. I put the gun in my cunt many times at night in the fucking travel lodge after the show. Trust me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think we should do a show. We should do a tour of the north. All right. Okay. I'm on board. Like for March, you know, when the snow's all gone. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm totally on board. I do want to go back to England soon. I don't want any of the fires that I tried to start over there to to completely fizzle out. But right. when I, I do want to go back there again uh, as soon as possible. But I would. I would definitely go on tour. Uh, with Just the, like a three day thing, like go up there and maybe do like marathon and like a Dryden, like two other cities attached to Thunder Bay, and we just go up there and you know push the shit out of the show and XM and have a good time. Holy shit, eh? They like to drink up there, Dave. Fucking right, eh? They like to drink up there. And speaking oh, of drinking. Talk about Screech. What's going on with Screech? You're, you're telling uh, me something I just, on the I, way. I got, uh, yeah, I, uh, I uh, heard this on the radio this morning. Dustin but, uh, Diamond. Dustin Diamond, uh, failed uh, stand-up comic uh, and uh, uh, you know novelty actor from the kids' show uh, Saved by the Bell, yes. uh, has uh, foreclosed on his third house. So I guess he, that whole T-shirt where he's trying to raise money didn't work out for him? And the porn tape did, uh, first of all, like he had a sex tape thing yeah. for a while that both uh, I was first of all, I was like, "Who wants to watch Screech Fuck?" Right. Um, which um, is my first question. And second of all, then when I told that to someone that, "Hey, you know, Screech has a sex tape," there was actually a couple people that said, "Hey, yeah, but you don't want to know something else about this sex tape? There, he uses a stunt cock because there's never a time in that tape where you get to see him and his cock in the same frame at the same time." I'm sort of like. Who the fuck? What? For, why are you doing any back research into? It's just Screech has a sex tape. That's all you should be. And then don't do any research into this. Don't fucking Google it. Don't try to find out what's the real deal on this sex tape. But you tape. know what the problem is? The stunt cock made more money than Screech. Probably. Is the stunt so, cock foreclosing on a third home? I or a third pussy? I have no idea. But um, it's the same. You know what? It's like when people uh, when people sort of try to correct you on bullshit. Right. I I want there was someone who I wanted to slap this person after they told me. I said. Oh hey, I think I'm gonna go and pick up some. Uh, I'm hungry. I want. I might go pick up some poutine. They're, and then they were like, you know, it's actually pronounced poutine. And I fucking right. wanted to fucking clock yeah, them right course. in the face, right? And it's like, and same thing with the two girls in one cup video. Uh, when I told someone, hey, oh man, I just saw that two girls in one cup video for the first time. Like that's fucking. That is a disgusting piece of video. They're, and then we're like, yeah, but you know what? That's not like a real scat video, man. I've seen real scat videos, and you can tell, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you doing any reason? <laughs> it's just okay. First of all, okay, who gives a shit whether it's real or not? The fact is that some two people put themselves on video and yep. put it out on the world wide web as this. This is this is my resume. This is my first step into uh, 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 public life. Is is me, you know, sucking shit out of another girl's ass? I can't believe <laughs> that's what you choose. And then there's people out there that want to break it. There's fucking conspiracy theorists. Hey man, fucking nine eleven was a setup, and that's not real shit coming out of a chick's ass. And that's a stunt cock that Screech has in his video. I mean, who gives a fuck? It's like. Sorry. Well, that's your speech. That's your speech. My speech is simple. I think Screech is a fucking cunt. And I'll go on record and say Screech is a cunt because I worked with him about uh, maybe two or three years ago. I signed up to do spots, (laughs) didn't realize Screech was headlining. Okay. I come down to the club. There's like all these kids crying up front because they can't get in, just like the 400 leaving the fucking show. And in between shows, we were upstairs in the green room. And I was I was willing to give Screech a chance before We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. Uh, he might just be a guy like, hey, I'm just trying to make some money at stand-up, whatever, fine. But he wanted to walk around the green room, green room like he's a fucking real stand-up comic and he's there for the art form and all this. And I've been doing comedy a long time since 2000, blah, 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 blah. Name-dropping every fucking comic. Mitch Hedberg, this person, this person. And I'm like just getting angrier and angrier. And then, of course, he said this. You know what, man? There's no such thing as a funny female comic. And I just turned to him. I'm like, well, you know what? You name dropped a lot of fucking people. Why don't you call them and ask them if they think there's no such thing as a funny female comic? Mitch Hedberg married a female comic. Sarah Silverman is a female comic. All these people you fucking name dropped would call you a cunt for saying something like that. Go see that Joan Rivers documentary at at whatever whatever age she is. 
But even then, you know, you oh, yeah. can say whatever age she is, she's a fucking f- funny And chick. I just, I had to leave the room because I, I wanted to say something more to him and just fucking chew him out. But I knew he was going to bomb because he didn't do that well in the first show. And I know when I get angrier, of course, I do better. And, of course, Rouse, who was on the show, too, did way better. Right. And once I told him what, what had happened, and it was great watching fucking Screech go down, like really fucking go down because he's a cunt. What? Screech is a cunt. And he would lose, he would start, like, you know, it's like. A no-talent hack who fires middles in the States because they're funnier than him because he's not a funny fucking comic he's a novelty just book him at your fucking county fairs and get it over with hope he puts a gun in his mouth and shoots himself <laughs> before yeah before they close foreclose on his fourth house yeah the uh now one of the things is what like i mean he would go up on stage and this is the case with a lot of famous fucking people they go on stage and then the crowd's all they got stars in their eyes yeah. like oh look we're watching screech and then that after about five minutes it's sort of like colin quinn in the uh, jerry seinfeld comedian movie so right. says, even if jack nicholson got up on stage and started doing Stand up at a certain point, people would be like, "All right, come, okay, come yeah. on, Jack. You know what, you what do you got? Ten minutes. It's ten yeah. minutes. You know, and then and then the novelty wears off. Yep. And then it, it, I don't even know if they gave Screech ten minutes because at a certain point, he basically had to throw in some poop fart reference or a dirty Sanchez yep. joke and, and talk about Mr. Belding or or um, or talk about someone else who was on that show that right. somehow was much more famous and successful than they, than he was. And then he would sell photocopied copies of the script of yep. Saved by the Bell. Afterwards, that he would just he would sign. charge. He would charge his fans twenty dollars. He would make it sound like this is a script from his own collection, so it was only so many. But in fact, he would get his assistant to go down to Kinko's every day and photocopy ten copies, and he'd sign them and charge you twenty dollars for about ninety cents worth of photocopies. That's how much of a fucking douchebag he is. Off the backs of his own fans who are already paying an inflated price to see a hack, then he would charge him twenty. You want to charge for a photograph? Fine. People know exactly what they're getting. They're not knowing what they're getting in that case. And it, You're a it, fucking douchebag. And so when and it's sort of like when people when people meet other famous comics or other actors or musicians or whatever, and then they say, "Oh man, he was really nice. What a nice guy." And then they and then they meet Screech, and he turns out to be a dick. I'm sort of like, you know what? Screech fucking should be Dustin Diamond should be the nicest guy be, yeah. in the world. Because he he's not a guy with a lot of substance behind him. No. And so, yeah, he should be the nicest guy in the world. Right. And sort of like when, when you hear stories, um, I, we said this on the car coming up, you know, if I got snubbed by Keith Richards, I'd be like, okay, well, you've done enough shit to, you know, I'm not saying that that gives you a license to be an asshole, but I understand if you brush people off because, you know, that's who you are. But, I mean, what have you done, Screech, to give you a license to be a, a dick to, especially another comic? I know. I mean, that that is quite frankly probably going to go on and do a lot. And he didn't even watch the show. I mean, both me and Rouse killed on the first show. So it's like to sit and walk around and talk to us like we don't know what we're fucking talking about, or we have no place in this business compared to him because he's a stand-up comic now. It was really, it was really fucking bad. It's like if I went and and hung out with the Rolling Stones and picked up a guitar because I knew maybe Jumpin' Jack Flash for three seconds. I'm going to tell them maybe you should have done this. You know, just shut your fucking mouth and sell your photocopied scripts, you cunt. But then when it's and then uh, uh, but like. People go to see him once, but they never go back again. Exactly. That's not always like when when comedy clubs and owners get excited that, that he's, hey, he's coming. Look, we got yeah. Screech. I'm like, okay, well, see how many people it's, come back. It's the laws of diminishing returns. Sells out the first time. It's like three quarters full the second time, half full, and then just goes down from there. He did I a think, whole weekend at Yucks and it didn't work out yeah. because he'd already blown his wad. So right. anyways, hopefully uh, he's uh, living in a fucking tent. 
Anyway, so uh, we're uh, we're going out east together. We're going out east for this weekend. We're going to be in Halifax and then all those other towns: Moncton, uh, Fredericton, St. John, and Charlottetown. I don't know where Kathleen McGee is going to be, but next week she's doing her all chick takeover. All so chick takeover of this show. Make sure you check it out. Uh, and uh, I want to mention uh, Scott Thompson, a uh, famous Canadian sketch comedy icon, very very funny guy. Even as a solo stand up guy, he's very very funny. He's going to be on this show, uh, Anything Goes, on November first. And then he will be appearing at the East End Comedy Review um, at uh, the Dominion on Queen in Toronto, uh, downtown, a, a, a historical uh, venue. It, uh, it's turning into actually more of a rockabilly uh, venue uh, to go, go and see some great live bands there. And uh, he's going to be a part of the East End Comedy Review on uh, November 6th. So there's a Facebook event page for it. Uh, go and check it out. More details, some awesome comics. Uh, Peter Anthony, Laurielli, it's going to be on that as well. Okay, and for more information on me, you can always go to ComedyHorror.com. My new DVD, Dead Inside, is out right now. Uh, three hours of so-called new comedy. And you can always go where, Dave, for you? Uh, it's uh, DaveMartinWorld.com. And the uh, Facebook Anything Goes page, uh, you can find that. Uh, just type in Anything Goes with Darren Frost, and then you'll be right there. So if you have any questions or concerns, you always can get through to us two different ways, by telephone at one eight seven seven xm laugh or by email at xmradio.ca. That's laughattack at xmradio.ca. Until next week, take care of yourselves. And each other. I smile and wave.